Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to What The Bump. I hope you are having a fabulous day. It is currently at the time of recording this, May 6th, and we are still in the middle of the coronavirus. However, this Friday, they are rolling out in North Carolina phase one of reopening the state. So all, I think it's like department stores and like stores that were deemed not essential are allowed to open this Friday. So it's exciting, a little bit scary because I really just hope that people continue to know that just because things are opening and they're starting to reopen the state does not mean that we are through with the coronavirus and that we have eradicated it. It's still here. It still is infecting people and getting people sick. So hopefully as every state reopens, we remain aware of that. We keep on wearing masks, washing our hands and practicing social distancing. But I am excited to kind of see businesses start to open up and hopefully we can just get our feet back on the ground and people can get their jobs back, start working again, and we can really just get our economy rolling. Today, as promised, we are talking about vaccinations during pregnancy. Mainly, we're going to talk about two. We're going to talk about the Tdap vaccine and the flu shot. These are the two vaccines recommended for every woman during their pregnancy. So let's start off with the Tdap vaccine. The Tdap vaccine protects you against three different illnesses. It's tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. Tetanus and diphtheria, the first two are extremely rare in the U.S. today. The main focus of the Tdap vaccine is on pertussis. Pertussis is also known as whooping cough, and it's a highly contagious respiratory tract infection. Symptoms of pertussis include a runny nose, nasal congestion, red watery eyes, fever, cough. So pertussis is mainly prevalent among children. So the thought of the Tdap vaccine is that as a pregnant woman, you get the Tdap vaccine and you pass on passive immunity to your infant in utero. So that way, when you receive the vaccine, it should protect them until they're old enough to receive the vaccine, which is around two months of age. So like I said, the Tdap vaccine is currently recommended. However, in 2008, the CDC Advisory Committee on Vaccines actually cautioned against giving the Tdap vaccine during pregnancy, stating that they, it lacked studies about the effects on the fetus and concerns about giving it to pregnant women if it would make the infant's series less effective. They advised women to wait until after their babies were born to get the Tdap vaccines themselves. The CDC has now changed their recommendations and states that every pregnant woman in America should get the Tdap vaccine. The U.S. is one of the few countries to recommend this vaccination during pregnancy. And one pediatrician actually called the CDC's recommendation change a quote-unquote massive experiment on unborn American children. His main idea was stating that just because we don't have information on something to know it's safe does not mean that it is safe. Lack of evidence does not mean safety. So what are the risks of the Tdap vaccines? What are the pros? What does evidence actually say about the Tdap vaccine? Currently, there are two brands of the Tdap vaccine on the market, Adacel and Bostrix, I Boostrix. Mainly, I know in the past I have received the Adacel vaccine. I know at my hospital we give the Adacel vaccine. And these two vaccines contain anywhere from 250 to 330 micrograms of aluminum. Now, the main issue with the CDC changing their recommendation to now recommend every pregnant woman receive the vaccines is the lack of evidence. The lack of long-term effects of this vaccine is not one that's being studied. Nobody is digging in 
to the research on this. Nobody is studying women before they get the vaccine, after they get the vaccine, studying their infants and seeing if the aluminum is having any long-term effect on them. We know that aluminum is linked to autism. However, we're unsure if the Tdap vaccine during pregnancy is causing any increased risk in autism because there really is little evidence on this. And like I quoted earlier from another pediatrician, no evidence of harm is not evidence that it is safe. There was a couple studies that were conducted. One of them was an observational study in California between 2010 and 2012, and it included over 123,000 expecting mothers. 21% of them received the Tdap vaccine. The others did not. And the research found that the vaccine was not associated with an increased risk of adverse birth outcomes. They specifically looked at small for gestational age births, chorioamniotis, which is an infection of the amniotic fluid. They looked at preterm births and then hypertension during pregnancy. There was another study that included 2,073 women, so a very small study there, who had received the Tdap vaccine in the third trimester of pregnancy, and they collected the serum of the infants that were born of 261 of them, so basically just drew their blood after birth, and they found that the antibody levels for pertussis were significantly lower at six to seven months of the infants whose mothers received the Tdap. So this study provides new data that concerns if getting the Tdap vaccine during pregnancy is actually blunting the infant's immune response to their own vaccine series. The main concern with Tdap is just that it has not been studied the long-term effects during pregnancy, and it does contain a pretty high amount of aluminum. If you go back and listen to my episode from last week, I talked about toxins during pregnancy, and aluminum was one of the toxins that I touched on. It's a metal used in injectable vaccinations. It's also in the hepatitis B vaccine. It interferes with cellular metabolism. It is neurotoxic sick and it can cause cellular damage. However, there was a study that included 81,993 children. All of these children were conceived naturally and they were single live births between 22 and 45 weeks of gestation. The incidence of autism spectrum disorder in the vaccinated group of these babies were 3.78 per 1,000 versus 4.05 per 1,000 in the unvaccinated group. So this study actually showed that the unvaccinated group had just a slightly bit higher incidence of autism spectrum disorder. The authors of this study suggested that more studies needed to be conducted to actually look at additional birth years with longer follow-up periods, but they stated that this study did confirm that the prenatal Tdap vaccine is safe for women to receive and is a desirable way to protect vulnerable newborns from potentially deadly pertussis infection. Women who received the Tdap vaccine during pregnancy in that third trimester were 78% more effective at preventing whooping cough in babies younger than two months old. So overall, the evidence on Tdap is unclear. It's something that has not been tested. It's something that really has not been looked into in depth by the CDC. The main things that really make me cautious about it is just the lack of evidence, the lack of studies looking at this. I really couldn't find much to compare the Tdap vaccine and what the risks are long-term with it. And the CDC changing their mind on it really concerns me. The fact that in 2008, they cautioned against giving the Tdap vaccine because it lacked studies about effects on the fetus. And then they turned around years later and recommended it to every single pregnant woman in America. That's a little bit scary to me that they changed their recommendation so drastically from nobody to everybody. The other thing that concerns me is just knowing that there is 250 to 330 micrograms of aluminum. You're mainly 
getting this vaccine during your third trimester. However, that's about the same amount as the hepatitis B vaccine, and it is risky giving that to a newborn as well. So you really need to make an educated, informed decision whether you are okay with receiving that amount of aluminum, and you want to stand behind these studies that state that there has been no long-term effects on newborns, then get the Tdap vaccine during your pregnancy. It's really your choice. I want to educate you, inform you on the decisions, the risks, the benefits, and I really wish I had more evidence to back this up. I know that there are many pediatricians who recommend you to go by the CDC guidelines and OBG who want you to get this Tdap vaccines and give the DTAP to your children. So it really just depends on what you want during your pregnancy. I personally would love to see the CDC and other vaccine companies digging into this research, even third-party researchers, digging into the risks of Tdap vaccines during pregnancy and whether there is any linked effects on the newborn children. However, from the few studies conducted, they do show that there has not been a link between the Tdap vaccine and any infant effects after birth. We know that aluminum poses a threat during pregnancy because it is a toxin. However, there just is not enough significant studies that have shown the effects of this. So now let's talk about the flu shot. So if you Google is the flu shot safe to get during pregnancy? The first thing that's going to pop up at the top of Google is going to say, in quotes, yes, it is safe to get a flu shot during pregnancy. In fact, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommend that all women who are pregnant during flu season get a flu shot regardless of their trimester. So the CDC and ACOG are telling you, get the flu shot regardless of the trimester if you are pregnant during the flu season. So in general, the flu shot is one of the least effective and most controversial vaccines on the market for sure. Many pro-vaccinators and even physicians who are pro-vaccinations are refusing the flu vaccine. In 2014, the vaccine was only 23% effective. The virus strains change so frequently every year that we really don't know whether the flu shot's going to be effective for the flu season that we're in every single year. There was a massive study that followed 50,000 pregnant women and showed that they actually had the same exact risk for developing the flu than the non-vaccinated woman had. Another study in Italy of 86,000 women in 2014 found that expected moms given the flu vaccine were actually more likely to develop gestational diabetes and eclampsia. So eclampsia, you've probably heard of the word preeclampsia. Well, eclampsia is basically worse preeclampsia. It is characterized by high blood pressure, protein in your urine, which leads to seizures. Now, besides the flu shot being controversial because of the effectiveness being questioned, it also contains a preservative called thimerosal. I probably am pronouncing that wrong, but thimerosal is a mercury-containing preservative that is added to multi-dose vials of vaccinations, so a vaccination containing more than one dose, and it prevents the contamination and growth of potentially harmful bacteria. So the preservative in the flu shot is a mercury-containing preservative. Mercury is a fat-soluble heavy metal that crosses through the placenta and actually can be stored in fetal tissue. It's one of the most toxic environmental threats to human health. Even trace amounts of mercury are shown to make adults sick and the amount that is in the flu shot is actually 250 times more than the level the EPA classifies as hazardous waste. In March of 2001, the Food and Drug Administration or the FDA issued a statement warning pregnant women and their children to not eat fish containing high levels of mercury because it can cause neurological problems in children. So if you think about that, you're told that even during pregnancy, don't eat fish that are high in mercury. You want to avoid sushi just because it is raw fish, but also because a lot of these sushi fish contain high levels of mercury. So you're told from the start of your pregnancy to avoid mercury. However, they tell you to get the flu shot, which contains mercury. Many of the seasonal influenza vaccines contain this mercury from the preservative in them, and it exceeds the amount that the Environmental Protection Agency recommends as a safe level. If you actually look at the back of a flu vaccine, 
vaccine package insert, it says, in quotes, safety and effectiveness has not been established in pregnant women or nursing mothers and should be only given to a pregnant woman if it is needed. The risks of significant amounts of mercury during pregnancy is that it's just bad for a growing baby in your womb. It can result in neurological development issues, problems with hearing and eyesight. Mercury exposure during pregnancy is also linked to other cognitive and physical delays. And for a mother, consuming high amounts of mercury can cause serious harm to your brain, your nervous system, as well as function of your organs, such as your kidneys. So when it comes to the flu shot, the main things that you want to question are whether it's actually effective. I mean, in 2014, 23% of it was effective. There was a study of 50,000 pregnant women and it showed that they had the same exact risk for developing the flu as women who are not even vaccinated and it does contain mercury. Mercury does pose a risk for developmental and physical delays in your infant. The best and most effective way to protect yourself against the flu is going to be washing your hands, eating healthy, exercising, staying active, and then avoiding crowds and large gatherings when you know it's flu season. Try not to go out a ton if you don't need to and especially if you're pregnant and even if you have a newborn during flu season, really try to avoid any crowds or gatherings and avoid people that you know are sick. Anybody who you know has a cold or you suspect might have the flu, try to avoid them until they are completely asymptomatic. That is pretty much all the information I have on the Tdap vaccination and the flu vaccination during pregnancy. Many, if not all, OBs will recommend that you get both of these vaccines during pregnancy. It is completely your choice whether you want to follow their guidelines or whether you want to do your own research. I hope that this gave you a little bit more information on the risks and the benefits. The evidence for both of these is unclear. With the Tdap vaccine, we're mainly worried about the aluminum in the vaccine. And with the flu shot, we're really worried about whether it's actually effective and the mercury that it contains. There has not been enough studies on each of these vaccines and the risks during pregnancy, which I really hope to see change in the future. And if you guys are looking for a good book to talk about these things, I really recommend the Vaccine Friendly Plan by Dr. Paul. He is a pediatrician and it's basically his safe and effective approach to immunity and health from pregnancy and beyond. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about the bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I'm still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you. And I will see you.